Hey there, Kimberly Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a best-selling author, self-made millionaire, top recruiter, network marketing coach, and branding ninja on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Join us as we dive into the action-oriented strategies that are gonna allow you to scale your online business and create simple systems that duplicate. Let's get started. Welcome back everyone to another episode of The Gold Digger Girl. Today I have a special guest. I'm so excited to connect with Angela. Is it Mastergia? How do you say your last name? <laughs> it's Mastergia Como. Oh, okay. I think I'll leave that to you and I'll, I'll work <laughs> on memorizing that, but it makes you memorable, which is important. So you are the creator of the story behind the journey and we've gotten a chance to know each other really well. And I'm so, so excited to have you on. So thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yes. So when we were getting to know each other previously before this episode, I found out that you actually have a music background, which is cool because both my parents were musicians and that's how they met. And I just have such a love for music, but you are in the music industry and now you help clients scale to 5,000 or 5k months. So can we please, or five, is it 5k months or five figure months? Yeah, 5K months. 5K months. That's incredible. So basically easily replacing their salary and then some. So can we talk a little bit about you, your background in the music industry and how that transition came to be? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you asked. I love that you asked me this. So yeah, I started in the music industry. If I, if we go back probably about a decade, I was still in college. I had started a music blog um, because Really simply, I had fallen in love with this band that I saw on stage, and I really wanted, I really wanted to talk to them, and I couldn't think of a normal way to do that. So I thought awesome. I would, right? I was like, I'll just go way out of my way to create a blog so that I can seem professional and talk to them. That's totally normal. <laughs> it's actually brilliant. <laughs> and as it turned out, that was a great way to talk to them, and it was also a great way to talk to other bands and to eventually build a business. So I had this blog, and I had it all through college, graduated college. And all the while, I was thinking, you know, I'd kind of like to turn this blog into, uh, you know, an actual career, but that's pretty hard to do. You know, I think a blog is a great launching point, but it's difficult to make the actual blog the primary source of income. And so all the while, as I'm doing this, I'm, I've graduated from college. I have a communications degree, which is kind of like, what does that even mean? I don't even know. I didn't know even at the time. And so I'm working all these jobs and I'm miserable. Like I'm crying in the bathroom every single day. And not only am I miserable, but I also can't seem to keep these jobs because I kept getting laid off. And mm. so it was just miserable. And I was in my early 20s. So I was like, this is definitely not what I thought, you know, life was going to look like. I thought I was going to go to college and get my dream job. And you know, it was all just going to work itself out. And that was really not happening. And I was crying a lot. I was like having those really, it sounds so dark, but I think that people in this position know what I'm saying when I say this, like I would literally be driving to work and I would think I really, I really hope that I just get into a non-life-threatening car accident because then I would have a legitimate reason for not going to work. Oh my gosh, you're so not alone. In my audience, yeah, there are, a lot of them are empaths and have all kinds of, you know, anxiety, depression. I mean, we, we all like to some degree have it. And I, I think that's so real that you just said that. Yeah, it was awful. It was really, really bad. I mean, nobody should be living their life that way. So I started thinking about how to, you know, how, like, how can I do this? Like, how can I actually start a business? And I didn't really have that answer, but I was thinking about it when <laughs> for the third time in two years, I got laid off again. Oh. And so that was really the push I need. I was like, you know what? 
if I'm just my own boss, then I can't get laid off anymore. And not only that, I won't have to cry in the bathroom anymore. <laughs> so it really seemed like, an awesome, right? I was like, very grateful that I was also very naive at that point. It didn't occur to me that it was difficult at all or, or that it had to be difficult. It was literally just like, I want to do this and I'm going to do it. And so I did. And, you know, to, to make a long story short, I started initially with sort of freelancing to make up some money because I'd also just signed the lease on my first apartment. So I was like, oh, that's, that's going to be a problem. We've got to make some money. Um, and while I was doing that, I started, you know, figuring it out and, and building out my business. And and I was, you know, I worked really hard and I was able to replace that nine to five income in the first year wow. and, then double it and just sort of keep growing. And so eventually, you know, it's now been about, I would say seven ish years since I started that business. And eventually I realized that I was coaching a lot of my friends sort of like unintentionally accidentally coaching them on the side to either pursue their side hustles or start their own business. And it finally, finally dawned on me that maybe like that was my thing, you know, mm. maybe that was actually what I was meant to be doing. Cause I loved doing it. I loved helping people get out of their jobs that they hated and actually make a difference. I always say like my, I always have these big dreams of making a difference in the world, but I also don't necessarily know that I am that big picture person. And so if I can help somebody else get their big picture idea out there and change somebody's life, then that's kind of my way of contributing to changing the world. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the very abbreviated version of how it all unfolded. I like to wow. think it's really organic. Oh, it's so cool. So when you left the nine to five and launched your first entrepreneurial venture and eventually got into coaching, what was it that you'd done to replace your income to start? Like, what was the first thing you did? So the first thing I did was, I don't know if people still get jobs on Craigslist, but the first thing I did was I went on Craigslist and I started just looking for anything I could freelance from home. I knew I didn't want to go into an office again. And I thought if I could find something where I could make a little bit of money, just enough to sort of pay the rent. Um, and in the meantime, build up this other business, then that was great. So that was the first thing I did while I was working on structuring. Okay. What do I want an actual, what, what kind of business do I even want to do? And then what does that look like? Okay. So then you went from more, not survival mode, but like hustle and grind to pay the bills, For sure. get out of that and then said, okay, but what do I want to do? What does this look like? Okay. Got it. That's really cool. And it's so interesting to me. I, I can't tell you how many times I'll do a coaching class, a coaching, a one-on-one there. It's not like a long-term coaching program, but I do these one-on-ones with students in my program. If they pay in full, it's like a incentive thing we have sometimes. So when I have the one-on-ones and we're kind of talking about big picture and you know, and they're like, oh yeah, like they'll say, yeah, and you know, we're struggling to pay the bills and I'm, I haven't got my business going. And I'm like, but wait, like you're freaking awesome at building websites and writing email copy. Uh, why don't you go and do contracts, get some contract work to pay the bills while you build your dream business. Like you're amazing. Like there's all these things that, that these like supplemental support roles that are needed for all the hot mess express entrepreneurs like me who, you know, couldn't build a funnel to save her life. So you have to remember, like there's, there's unique paths, right? Like it doesn't have to be, and I love what you said. I wanted to mention this to you, Angela, about, I realized I didn't necessarily want to be that big picture person, but I love the idea of coaching others to that because the, the neat thing is, and I think about Anna, she's my operations director. She's been with me from day one. She started off five hours a week and now she's like running the company. But Anna, like, if I'm like, hey, do you want to like go do a live in our group on this? She's like, no, but I'll record it, upload it, right? Like, she doesn't want anything to do with the limelight or the video, but she wants to make sure I have everything I need to go and do a live and be awesome at it. So 
there's so many different ways you can build your business. I love that you said that and acknowledge that and realized it. And why are you so successful? Because you're owning it. I think that's such a huge distinction. So tell us now you've built this out, your coach, you were starting to mentor your friends and like, oh my gosh, okay, like this is, this could be my thing. So what do you actually coach on? Like, what do you help your clients with? Yeah, so we kind of, when I work with them, it's a custom roadmap. So everybody's a little bit different, but the idea is generally the same, which is usually these are people that either they haven't started their business yet, or they, maybe they did, but they've only had like one or two clients, but they're not really, they're not really retaining clients. They're not getting more clients and they're almost always charging way too little or nothing. And yes. so right, like a hundred dollars for five months of, you know, like it's just nuts. So what it usually involves is some level of, okay, you know, maybe you think you know what you're doing in terms of like niche, but odds are we can go further. You know, we can, we can start to hone in on that. We can make it a little bit more unique, a little bit more specialized. Um, with that, obviously you're going to be able to, to raise your price because what I also teach is high ticket sales. Like I don't want to teach people how to do, you know, sell things for um, just like $200 for, like I said, like five months of coaching or like something insane because I want them to number one, get past what are almost certainly mindset blocks that they have. Mm -hmm. Number two, I want them to start seeing that money quickly because I think, I mean, yeah, the money's important. Like I want you to be able to pay your bills or like buy the things you want, but I also want you to have that confidence. And I think there's a lot of confidence that comes with seeing, oh yeah, like I just signed my first client for a thousand dollars or $2,000. Like I, you know, I did this in the first month or whatever of working with you. Like now, you know, I just, that confidence is so powerful going forward. Um, so we just sort of work on everything around that from, you know, niching down to what are your offers going to be? Um, how are we going to structure it? How are we going to price it? How are you going to market yourself? How are you going to sell? That's a big one because people get really freaked out about sales. So we talk about how are you going to do that? How are you going to handle objections? Just, um, just sort of walking them through all of that over 12 weeks so that they can go out, get their thing into the world and start you know, just really having control over their lives. Oh, that's so amazing. So you're like the fire starter. You like get them going. I love that. Oh, I will take it. <laughs> yeah, you should. I, it's, um, my friend had said that she had this vision that she was supposed to run with fire. So she texted me. She's like, I think we need to like go do something together and run with fire. So amazing. you're a woman after my own heart. Cause I feel like it's such like a, it's a strong thing when you can light that up in somebody else, what you're doing, but not only with the vision and speaking the truth into their hearts, but you're like, here's the roadmap. Cause that's the thing. I think people forget it's not just marketing. It's not just mindset. You need both. And it sounds like that's what you do with the roadmap with them. So with, what type of clients do you work with? Is it any entrepreneur? Is it people in coaching space, digital space? What type of clients do you work with? Yeah. I like to work with, online-based service, uh, service-based entrepreneurs. So okay. whether that's a coach, a VA, um, an agency, you know, that's what I built my business in was service-based. So, uh, you know, that's what I know, like that's what I know how to build. So those are the people that I like to work with. And especially if they're somebody who has this, this, like I said, big idea for the world, they want to change lives. Like they want to make a difference. That is really important to me because there's nothing there's nothing wrong if you're just like, I just want to build a business because I want to make a bunch of money, but that doesn't really do anything for me. What gets me excited is helping you like change lives. Yes. Oh my gosh. Seriously. We are twins. Okay. <laughs> so, um, service-based businesses that totally makes sense. And I feel like that's most of my audience. So this is perfect for those listening. Now, a lot of them 
they will have ideas because as entrepreneurs, I feel like we're naturally really creative. They have all these ideas swirling around in their head. So how do you, and that was the first thing you, you mentioned, you figure out, you know, what their offer is going to be and how, how to teach them to niche down. How do you, how do you teach them to come up with their offer? Like, what is it going to be that they're going to monetize? Yeah. So we're going to just really look at what they're, what are they naturally good at? What are they naturally, naturally passionate about? You know, we talk about this all the time, but I think people really, really overthink this one a lot. And it's kind of funny because I, even I noticed in my own life, I will run circles around the same idea and then I'll try to do something else. And I always come back to whatever my first thought was, you know? And so I think most people have some sort of instinct over, this is what I'm good at. Or, you know, somebody, people tend to ask you the same question over and over. Like I was talking to a friend about this and she's like, yeah, I really want to start a business, but like, I don't really know. And to me, it was so obvious because I was like, I know what I think of when I think of her. But when I asked her and she said the exact same thing, which for her was running, she's like, people are always asking me like, how do I get started with running? How do I do this? And when I said that, it was just a light bulb moment. And that's what I mean when I say, I think most people kind of know, um, but when they can frame it that way and they can sort of ask themselves, what do I get asked about all the time? What, what do I like? What am I good at? Those are the places we start. And then from there, just, you know, sort of specializing, you know, okay, well, what unique edge do you have? What experience do you have? Or um, what, what's your personality? Like, how can we, once we have that, that main thing to anchor to, then we bring in things like experience, personality, um, all the things that are going to make it unique. And then we can structure it from there. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So do you teach them how to like build their audience? Cause I'm sure a lot of them coming to you, like, I don't know. I feel like the most of the people I run into, they don't really understand social media, you know? So that's probably why I like, get so fired up about it. Do you <laughs> notice that too with the people? Cause if they're newer in their entrepreneurial efforts, I'm guessing they're kind of still figuring out the social media. Is that been an important piece of what you work with them on as far as audience building or kind of finding their tribe online? It is important, but not it's not, not in the way that I think people might think. So I definitely teach them how to, you know, show up on social media. I think it's very important to obviously be on social media. Like you can't, if you're a ghost, then that's a problem. Like people need to be able to find you. Um, so I definitely teach all of that, but I don't want people to get hung up on vanity metrics. You know, I think people very much get stuck mm -hmm. on, oh my God, I don't have enough followers or, you know, I don't have enough likes or whatever. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's not what I want you to use social media for. I want you to use it to actually connect and to connect with people that are going to be your clients. You know, like don't, don't spend all this time not building your business, trying to just like build up your social media numbers and not getting clients. Focus on getting clients and, you know, just being present on social media and continuing to serve there, but focus on the getting and serving clients part. And then the rest kind of falls into place. Whereas I, and I'm sure you find this too, right? Like people will get obsessed with their numbers and it just, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't no, matter. It doesn't. I'm sure no. you know people, I know people that are making six figures and they don't even have 10,000 followers. They don't even have like 2000 followers, you know? So, but they're showing up and they're, they're, they're serving those people and they're showing value. So um, yeah, it's just, it's all about that value. It's, it's not about the numbers. No, it's not. And they say like a lot of influencers like that we see on Instagram that seem to have it all together and all the things they're broke because they haven't monetized it, you know, and you, when I first, I hit my first six figures, I didn't even have my Instagram yet. Like, I, I didn't that. even have an account. <laughs> I was just going live on Facebook and, you know, doing stuff in a group. Like, so I feel like that is 
kind of, I think that we've all been brainwashed a little bit on that. And then people kind of write themselves, they like kind of write themselves off that, oh, I can't, you know, I can't play the, playing the game. It's like, yeah, you can. And it really is like, I've heard this before, like with an email list, it's better to have, you know, say you have a thousand people on your list, but your open rights are amazing. They're engaged. They're reading your stuff versus having a list of 10,000 where they're not reading it. They don't care. You know, it doesn't matter how many, it's just how engaged are they and all of that. So how do you teach them to find their clients and, and get their lists going or how are they able to do that? Yeah. One of the ways that I love, and this is, this is really how I built a lot of my connections and clients is just Facebook groups. I love nice. Facebook groups and I, I know you love Facebook groups. Like, <laughs> yes, they're so powerful and I don't feel like people use them nearly enough, but they are, it's gold. It's just, it's like, mm -hmm. it's just sitting there waiting for you and people just ignore it. So that is a big part of it is, is just, um, you know, finding clients in there, but also just showing up, giving value, you know, picking a couple that are, are going to like really resonate with you that, that have those ideal, um, clients for you in there and just continuing to show up every day over and over again so that, you know, people recognize your name and they, they recognize you as somebody who's giving value. You know, don't, don't just go in there and comment and be like, cool. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, I want you to actually put an emoji. In. Seriously. <laughs> the yeah. thumbs up emoji. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. And then be like, why isn't it, why isn't this working? That's not how it works. Uh, but yeah, just showing up in, in those Facebook groups and giving value and, and like just finding your people in there. It is so, so powerful. Oh, it's so good. I totally agree with you. And that's what's so cool about Facebook groups and going into others is, and is, you know, you got, I, I always say you got to get the lay of the land first and then start connecting and commenting. And eventually you can offer value, right? Always make friends with the moderators and admins, but you don't even have to have your own group. You don't have to have your own, you know, business page or anything. You can literally like ninja style, go into these Facebook groups because there's a million of them and start to see like which ones you know, get your list and, per, you know, filter through and see what's, which ones are most viable, where your clients really are hanging out or potential clients. I think that's so ninja status. I love that. <laughs> so what are some of the keys to success you're seeing commonly among those that you're working with, you're getting them to that 5k or higher per month? What are like, cause I know, cause I do coaching too. What are you noticing with them? Like, are there, are there some care, like common traits? Are there disciplines? Like what, it, who's having success and why? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, consistency is a big one. Actually having passion and excitement for what you're doing is really important. This is why people always say over and over, you have to enjoy what you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. because you're putting in a whole lot of work and if you don't really like it, you're going to, you're going to burn out on it. Mm -hmm. So that consistency, that, that really actually loving and being passionate about what you're doing, those things are important. I also think that not taking things personally is pretty important you know, we all, myself included, especially in the early days, I was not immune to this. I took everything personally. I'm a pretty sensitive person, so it's not very difficult to hurt my feelings, but learning to put those things aside and not worry so much about what other people thought. And I'd be like, oh my God, what are they going to think? Are they going to think that I'm trying to sell to them because uh, I suck and I want to steal all their money, which just, and I know you talk about this a lot too, like is, is the mindset. I mean, it kind of all goes back to that, right? Yeah. So I think getting out of your own way in that sense is very, very important. And I also think that just really like believing in yourself is, is pretty important, you know, um, because again, like if you don't believe in yourself and people always, I think sometimes people think they believe in themselves and they actually don't really, because 
people will say like, oh yeah, they're like, I believe in myself or I believe in my product, right? But then you'll see how they're showing up and you'll see that, um, you know, they're not hiring a business coach or they're not hiring a team or they're not mm-hmm. actively showing up selling. They're not talking about their offer. Well, if you're not doing those things then you might want to reevaluate if you really believe in yourself or not. And if you don't, that's okay. I think we all struggle with that at some point, but you need to address that because it's going to be very difficult to get to 5k, 10k, you know, however many uh, K months, if you are getting in your own way all the time with that. You know, what's so interesting is I have a program where we open it up every so often and it's like over $6,000. So it's not, you know, 50 bucks. And the P there's so many of the, the, those that have the money, but they're hesitant. And I always say, I don't think it's the money. I think it's, you're wondering if you're going to follow through hundred percent. And they're always like, Oh shoot. Like, she's <laughs> right. Yeah. I did other ones and I didn't follow through and I didn't work through the program and I didn't, you know, keep it going. And I'm like, that's where we need to address that. Like, that's a thing. That's a problem. You know, if you want to get yeah. through and you want to have that breakthrough, you're going to have to bet on yourself. And that's all it is. It's you betting on yourself, investing in yourself and saying, I'm worth it. And I remember it was so funny to me to think back, but my first coach I invested in was, it was 297. No, she, it was 497 for her six week, you know, boot camp thing, group coaching, but she gave me a deal. So she gave it to me for 397. And I remember saying to her, she goes, the price is going to go up in a few days, but I'll give it to you for 397. Cause I think I was in her downline or something. And I was like, okay. And I remember being like, I'm going to do it. And it was like all the money I had, you know what I mean? I didn't have any extra money and I did it. And it was for me to say, I'm worth it. Like, I remember that shift. And now I'm like, that's like no money. But at the time it felt like a lot, you know, and that's such a huge, a huge piece that what you just said is that belief in themselves, you know, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I, awesome. I love that you said that. Cause I went through a similar experience. Like I remember the first time I invested in myself and it was in a course and it was, I think $2,000 and I was kind of freaked out about it, but it was the same kind of thing. And it, you know, people say this, but it's true. There is that mindset shift. And even with like my business coach now, you know, it's the same thing. Like it was not, it was not cheap, you know, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that like, I have like, I almost nearly made back that money within like just a couple weeks because I was wow. so determined about it. And it is all, it's like, I've only even been in that program for, I think a month and it's already completely shifted my mindset. Like it just makes such a difference. And I am thankful every single day that I did that. And that I believed in myself for, because I think about what would I be doing if I hadn't invested in that? And I know for sure I would be feeling discouraged. I would be feeling burnt out. I would not have that confidence in myself. And yeah, it's just, I mean, I'll try not to go on a tangent, but it just is such a powerful shift when you do that. Cause it's, it's basically really, it's telling yourself like, no, I'm serious about this. I'm doing oh, it. So good. And that's, that's partly belief, but it's also making that stake like that claim, you know, like I'm in, I'm committed, I'm determined. And what better way to hold yourself, hold your feet to the fire than a financial investment, especially a stretch one where you're like, Oh, I don't know about this, you know, uh, and it, I don't know about you, but every, I mean, I think I spent, I don't know, probably, I spent five, but probably this year alone, probably over 60 grand in coaching. And you know what? I've made it back times 10. So I don't, I mean, it's like the more I spend, the more I make and the more I learn and the more confident I am. It's just, it's endless. So during right now, it's obviously, it's a little unprecedented <laughs> COVID and all the things at the time of this recording but you seem to really be focused. Like, I feel like we have a lot in common. We're just getting it done. Um, do you have any like specific product, productivity strategies for yourself or things that you work with your clients in? Cause I don't know about you, but 
most of the ones that come to me are a hot mess and we're all hot messes, but like they don't, they don't have they don't have time blocking. They're, they don't, they're not masters of their calendar. They don't know how to be organized. And so they feel that the word that always comes up is overwhelm. I get this all the time. I'm so overwhelmed. So I'm like, well, that's true, but we all have the same 24 hours a day. So let's crush it. So what about you, Angela? What do you personally do to rock this business you're building? And what do you help your clients with? Yeah. I love this question because I love all things organization. I can get lost in, you know, all of those that's like aisles at Staples or wherever with the post-it notes and the pens, like it's my happy place. Oh yeah. So yeah, I love that. I do a couple of things. Um, I love bullet journaling. That is something I really love. I love just sort of what? What is bullet journaling? Okay, so it's magic is what it is. Um, (laughs) It's really hard to describe, and I will say that I don't follow a format. There's this whole actual format that you can follow uh, with a key, and it just, it helps you keep track of things, Um, but it's so much more than that. I would, I mean, say- Google it? Is it like a thing? Yeah, just look it up, like hashtag bullet journaling on Instagram. You'll see all these. If if you have any um, artistic talent, which I do not, people drop beautiful- (laughs) Like just the most beautiful spreads to track everything from their habits, like how much water they drink or how many, I don't know, social media posts they made to, um, you know, putting your weekly calendar, your monthly calendar, or I've used it for, you know, brainstorming. There's just, I'm doing a terrible job describing it, but it's magic. And I really, really would encourage anybody who, who just, it's, it's also cathartic to sit down for an hour or two every week and sort of draw out these things or map out these things. Um, it's kind of a stress reliever. That's a super nerdy thing to say, but I do that. I also have a, a planner that I use. So every week, you know, at the start of the week, I go through and go, okay, here's what I have to do on Monday. Here's what I have to do on Tuesday. Um, and I plan out the whole week. So that's really helpful because then I can get to the day um, and go, okay, this is what I have to do today. And sometimes I time block, uh, like you said, where I'll go, okay, from one to two, I'm doing this from three to four, I'm doing this. But sometimes lately I've been working a little bit better with just having specific things, like five things each day that I have to do. Um, And it's really important, obviously, not to overwhelm yourself. Don't put 25 things on a day. You're setting yourself up to uh, burn out and probably not get all of those things done. My calendar has a top three for the week, which I really like because it it helps keep me on track, right? That's good, huh? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that is because it's like, what? it's not just busy work. It's what are the... Things I'm going to do that's going to move my move me further to reaching my goals. Exactly. Um, so I do that. I also I also try to assign certain days to certain things. So like we're today is Thursday, right? We're recording. Thursdays are my podcast day. Everything oh, I do on Thursday, nice. right? It's I'm recording or I'm outlining or I'm scheduling, but it's just the podcast. Um, so so doing things like that has been really helpful. And then I also just try to I try to sort of you know, do little things to bring me bits of joy throughout the day. So, you know, taking little breaks, um, giving myself uh, rewards. So, you know, for instance, when I have to exercise, I, I love how I feel when I exercise, but prior to this system, I guess you could call it, I, I did not like exercising. But now when I exercise, I pair it with a podcast that I only listen to when I exercise. So it's sort of like a little, oh, like it's that's genius. Like you like save your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a podcast I love. It's a true, it's a true crime podcast, which I'm all about. So like, <laughs> it's just kind of fun or, you know, I'll do something like I'll take a 15 minute reading break or, you know, I'm going on a walk with my dog a couple of times a day, just things to sort of break that, um, just get us out of and get us moving and 
and give us something to look forward to. So, you know, I try to bake once a week, like just little things in there that are going to make you happy and like literally scheduling those in because otherwise I do think it's very easy to get overwhelmed and burnt out. Um, and then we are building a business that we don't love. And that is so not the point. That is not what we want. So I think it's better to get a handle on these things earlier or sooner rather than later. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. And also too, I think if you don't actually say like, when I'm, when am I going to bake, you know, those oatmeal, you know, blueberry muffins, <laughs> you won't cause it's not right. urgent, but it is important, you know, and Jen Sincero talks about this in her book and she's like, make a list of all the things that bring you joy and just do more of those. And I'm like, that's so simple, but it's true. And we just, we all like make up the story that we don't have time, but like you said, well, you can take 10, 15 minutes to go for a walk and also listen to a podcast. So not only did you get your personal development in or something, you know, some entertainment, you also got exercise, you got fresh air, you were, you know, it's, it's just good for your well being as well. Like think of all the things you accomplished in that 15 minutes where think of, you know, the average TikTok users spending 50 minutes, almost an hour a day on TikTok. Well, let's be honest, like with the scrolling and all the things we could easily snag that 15 minutes from our day somewhere. But if we don't think about it ahead of time, it's an afterthought when it's midnight and you're going to bed, you know what I mean? So I think that's really cool about how you're just like thinking it through ahead of time and being intentional about your time. It's, it's amazing. I heard my coach say this um, yesterday, I think as well. And I really liked it. So I wanted to share it, which is that if you're kind of struggling, if you feel like you're struggling in some area, you're not, you're not getting the clients, you're not, you know, whatever it is, you feel like you're hitting wall after wall after wall. Like there are a lot of things you can evaluate, but what she said is where in your life are you not showing up for yourself? Because odds are that energy is transferring. Right. And I really liked that because I, I think it goes back to what you were just saying about just not like we have to make that time for ourselves. If, we, if we're going to say it's important to me that I exercise, you have to make time to exercise. If it's important to you to read every day, you know, you have to make time to read every day and you have to just whatever it takes, whether it's scheduling it in, whether like you said, it's, you know, scrolling a little bit less, just showing up for yourself and showing yourself that you are a priority in that way. I think that that goes a long way. Oh yeah. Or if you're just like, okay, something's got to give yeah. because I'm working, I'm trying to get this going. And so I'm working like a crazy person. I don't have time to work out or do anything. Then maybe you outsource some stuff and free up an hour a day, exactly. have someone else take it over. And people are always resistant to that. Cause they're like, well, I don't know what to give them or I don't know what to, how much to spend or charge. I didn't know either, but you know what? You figure it out as you, you go, because if it's important enough, yeah. And there's, there's just so many tools and resources now. It's, it's a no-brainer. So that's amazing, incredible. So what's one piece of advice you'd say to anyone who has an idea, but they haven't launched it yet? I mean, it's going to sound so simple, but I would really just say do it. You know, I, I, get, I think we get so, so stuck in our heads. Like, oh my God, what if it sucks? What if I fail? And it's like, maybe it'll suck. Maybe you'll fail. <laughs> like, like mine. Yeah. Like it might. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely failed a lot. I've put out a lot of terrible ideas. Like I've done, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> nothing bad is going to happen. If it doesn't work, then whatever. You start over or you go back to what you were doing before. Like no harm, no foul. Like it does not matter. We are putting way too much pressure on ourselves and thinking that people care way more than they do. And really they do not. So just do it because when you reframe it and you stop worrying about like, Oh my God, what if all these terrible things happen? Why don't you start thinking about what if you actually change somebody's life? What if you actually change your life? Like what if you actually take control of your life and get to wake up every day 
excited and you get to have fun and you get to have conversations that are stimulating and excite you and you get to see that transformation and that's all because of you and because you decided to show up like that is really powerful so start focusing on all of the amazing things that could happen and stop just worrying about the things that just don't even matter to begin with my gosh so much fire you are <laughs> such a gold digger I absolutely love that. Yeah. I remember one time I launched a podcast profiting, what was it? Profiting with podcasting or something. And cause I used to do these workshops where I would charge once a month. I don't do them anymore, but <laughs> no one signed up and it was like the day before. And I hadn't, like, I wasn't keeping track of signups, you know, as someone else was kind of handling it. So I didn't even pay attention. And I was like, is this, wait, hold up. There's like two people. Like it normally it's like dozens and dozens. And uh, I was like, wow, apparently this is not the right thing to offer for my audience. So we just said, here's a refund. We're not going to run it. Um, we're going to, we're going to table it for now. Move on. Do you, do you think one person has been like, Hey, you're not successful because remember when that <laughs> thing you launched, you tried launching and no one wanted it. No one has ever brought it up. And that was like a year ago. So you're gonna, even someone who I'm pretty keen to what my audience wants, you don't always get it right. And you're not supposed to, that's, that's part of the journey. Oh my God. Yes. That happened to me earlier this year. It was the same thing. I put this thing. I was like, this is going to be so cool. Literally <laughs> nobody cared. Nobody signed up and I didn't make a big deal of it. I just quietly like retired it to the corners of the and moved like, on. Delete. Yeah. Whatever. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. And you know, the cool thing is with social media, the attention spans about like five seconds. So whatever <laughs> you decide, you just want to go in a totally different direction with your brand or the thing you want to launch, you can, like you, today's a new day, you know, and you just take people along with you. So that's really refreshing. Yeah. Okay. So I know my people are going to love you. And I've got a lot of people listening that are in network marketing, in direct sales, but have it in their hearts to launch their own thing. So I think working with you and getting to know you better could be a great, you know, starting point for them and fit. Um, what's the best way for them to connect with you or find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is just angelamastergiacomo.com um, or you can email me hello at angelamastergiacomo.com. I know that's a very long last name. So if it's easy, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Instagram is just Angela underscore master. Um, that's really the easiest. Anyone Angela knows. underscore, what is it? Mastro. I didn't want to put my whole last name. So I just put the first couple. Well, I like it. It's like slang. Okay. So <laughs> okay. That's why I thought your last. Okay. Got it. Cool. So I'll put your email. We'll put the website and then we'll put the Instagram on there. So you guys can all follow her. Oh, you guys take a screenshot. If you're listening, take a screenshot of the podcast episode on your phone, throw it in your stories and tag both of us on it. And I'll give you a gold digger shout out and to, th to thank you for listening. Um, cause we'd both appreciate that. So Angela, it's been such a joy to talk to you. I'm going to manifest a meetup cause I want to hug you and yes. get to know you better. And, um, thank you for all the value and inspiration you offered my audience today. You're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. All right, y'all until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by The Gold Digger Girl, the program that teaches you how to build the six-figure foundation for your business. If you want support from an experienced coach that's become a self-made millionaire, recently recognized as the number two recruiter globally in her network marketing company, she's helped countless others scale their online business and create simple systems that duplicate, all you have to do is email support over at The Gold Digger Girl. You'll see the option in the menu tab so we can find out best how to support you on your entrepreneurial journey.